Duncan. Bill Michael Show. We are uh, back at it again today on a Thursday. Don't forget, we are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Tonight, we are on the road one more time. We're going to be at uh, the New Berlin Ale House right on Cleveland for tonight's huddle uh, coming up 6 to 8 tonight. Looking forward to that. And uh, it's our final one before we wing our way out to L.A. and get ready for uh, Radio Row and get ready for uh, everything that is the fun and pageantry and such of, uh, of the Super Bowl. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out by just squashing this. Squashing this. Big time. So the rumor is that Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers has built a house in Nashville. Oh, my God, he's going to the Titans. Stop it. Stop it. Take a listen to what Jared Stillman says. He's uh, from ESPN Radio down in Nashville. Take a listen. According to multiple sources, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is building a home in Franklin. The second thing, a source tells me Rodgers would be, quote, open to joining the Titans. That's all I was told. Open to joining the Titans. And they talked to another source in which at least some of Rodgers' current Green Bay Packer teammates think there is no way Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. Okay. Now, the latter portion, that might be true. I don't know. But do you know anything about Aaron Rodgers? Do we know anything about Aaron Rodgers? He sold a house in California, Southern California, right? Just got done selling a house. When he had that house, nobody thought he was going to the Chargers. Or the Rams, for that matter, right? Do you know why, most likely, if indeed he is building a house in Nashville? Ben, can you take a guess why? He had his house auto renew on for the Nashville area. (laughs) Creative. I like it, but no. The guy's a music lover. He's a music lover. He always, he's talked about Nashville and playing guitars, and he hangs out with these people. He's a music lover. I can see him going there numerous times. I can see him wanting to be in the heart of that. Not to mention, Nashville is a booming, booming metropolis when it comes to financial investments and housing. He's not going to the Titans. It's not happening. He's he's just he likes to be where things are. And that's fine. But Tannehill's got a huge contract. They're not bringing Tannehill into Green Bay with that contract. It it just it, when this thing came out, I'm like, look, he's not making that move right unless there's something going on with Green Bay that we don't know about. Unless he believes, you know, hey, they're only a quarterback away from getting to a Super Bowl with Derrick Henry in the run game and such. I, I just, I don't think it. But the guy is, he likes to be, he's a music lover. That's a natural fit for him. He loves that industry. And I, I that's what I can see. That's what I can see. 
Nothing more. That's it. So for everybody that says, oh, my God, he's going to Tennessee and all the people down there that are going nuts and he's building a house and all. My first thought, my very first thought was, yeah, that's not happening. Not happening. So um, I... I my my thought was he's a music lover he he loves the scene, and that's what he'd like to be a part of. Doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily make it. Uh, I mean, put it this way: um, the Titans, if they would trade for him, uh, when their quarterback would have uh, they got a fifty-seven million dollar dead cap money that they would be stuck with if they traded him away. You know, and let me say this. If indeed Aaron Rodgers is already hedging his bets in that direction, after stating that he would let everybody know what was going on and he wasn't going to drag everybody through the mud as to what he was doing from last year when he would make his decisions and such. Um, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. That would be pretty... Pretty garbage of him if indeed he ended up, uh, he was already doing that without letting the world know what's going on. That'd be pretty garbage. That'd be pretty classless. And that's, I don't think he wants to do that again. I don't think he wants to put people through that again. That's just my thought. So uh, for everybody that's got all this, all this angst and look, I understand it, but no. Uh, I think it's kind of a non-story. At least it is right now, and I don't think there's much to it. To That's just me. Sources. Yep. Oh, I'm sure. Maybe he is buying a house. I'm. That's fine. I'm good with that. Hell, I'd like to rent it from him via Airbnb just to go to Nashville and hang out. I've been to Nashville three times, but I've never been there just to go. I'd love to go and just hang out. I've always been down there for games. So I'd love to go and just kind of kind of chill. If he's going to rent that thing out, let me know. I guess we could break news on the show, Bill. I am also, according to sources, open to living in Nashville. There you go. I'm sure your sources are good, too. (laughs) I would also be open Uh, to joining the Titans in case that was in question. Okay. Okay. See, I, I'll, I'll come out right now, and I'll, I'll stop all the speculation. I'm not going anywhere. I had a chance to go other places. I never did. I love it here. I love my house. I love my, my situation. I love what we got going on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you, the fan. I'm staying with you. I'm not leaving. I mean, there are going to be some out there that are going to go, Crap! God, I hate you! And I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to be like sandpaper underwear. I'm going to do nothing but irritate you. For as long as I'm around, but for the rest, I'm I'm staying. I, I've 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 come out after another year, another season of Packers football. Now, 22 years in the books of Packers, actually 23 years of Packers football in the books. I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 ready. I'm staying. I'm, I'm going for another one. Yes. No! <laughs> How are we looking? There you go. Uh, by the way, uh, the other note, 
Uh, big one last night for Wisconsin. Just got away. Boy, I tell you what, they uh, they couldn't hit water if they fell out of a boat from beyond the arc last night. Holy mackerel! That that all that's what did them in. They they just couldn't shoot. They were uh, I think they were zero for seven early on in the contest. Finally, they drained one. I think it was Hepburn that hit from the outside, but they were terrible last night. I mean, clanking them last night. They were Wall. 0 for 14 at one point. At one point, okay. I remember I, I remember the 0 for 7, and I flipped off, and then I was doing a little work, and I came back and watched the end of the game. But I, I remember just before half, it was they were 0 for 7, and Wall put one up that almost knocked the stanchion over. Come on, come on! Goodbye, goodbye. It just went banging off the back of the rim. So, uh, and, and I was like, oh, man, that's just not your night. That's not your night. When you're banging them like that, that's, you're, yeah, you're not, you're not doing much, which is okay. You know what? Uh, but I, I thought this would be the one that they would get. So now, out of these three games, we talked about it yesterday, two out of three would be good because you have uh, the 18th ranked finding a line eye. Now you got Penn State, and then you go back on the road for Michigan State. And you were hoping that two out of three you'd be able to take in these. And, uh, man, that, that Michigan State contest is now huge to kind of keep yourself in the proving ground, so to speak. But Badgers taking on the chin last night. Now seven and, uh, 17 and four overall, eight and three in conference. And uh, Illinois taking over the top spot in the conference, sitting at nine and two, 16 and five. They are overall, but uh, Illinois took it to them last night. 80-67, and it just wasn't a good night. Johnny Davis dropping 22. Had 15 boards last night. Had 15 boards last night. I mean, he was cra- I mean, you talk about a guy that tried to do anything and everything to will his team. Uh was Johnny Davis. Buddy was 5 of 19 shooting. Only 1 of 5 beyond the arc last night. And uh, when you... Um, uh, Illinois, they were, uh, Illinois, by the way, Illinois, they can't shoot free throws to save their life. They're terrible. I'd hack them all day long. They shot what? 50% from the line last night. They were terrible. They were terrible. Plummer was the only one that went uh, three for three. That was it. Watching Williams try to shoot a free throw was, was an adventure. Bang, 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 bang. But uh, Badgers take it on the chin. Now they got Penn State. They can tune up on them, extract a little revenge, take out some frustrations, and then hopefully turn it back around and maybe knock off Michigan State. In the meantime, we don't talk about them a lot, but, man, what a big night last night for uh, Marquette. Number 24 in the country, Marquette is, knocking off number 12 Villanova by 10 at the Pfizer Forum last night. Justin Lewis, big night last night. Made the highlight reels numerous times. I was flipping back and forth. This is the other game I was watching. Justin Lewis dropping 19 on him. Kolick had uh, 18. Morcel had 15 last night. Their bench gave him uh, him some points as well. I think the bench gave him like 18. They had some good scoring last night, but uh, they played really good defense. Really good defense. Eight steals last night. They did turn the ball over nine times, but eight steals. A couple of them down the stretch at crucial moments. And Marquette uh, cruises past Villanova, uh, 83-73. Marquette goes to 16-7, and 8-4 in conference. So there you go. Big night last night in college hoops. I'm starting to get the college hoops buzz. Starting to feel it. Starting to feel it a little bit. Um, 
Dean says, uh, don't fret, uh, don't fret, Bill. A-Rod's going to be back in Green Bay. And then Dean goes on to say, but the talking head idiots like Florio are running with this story coming out of Nashville as clickbait. I know. I mean, that's that's what they got to talk about. Right? That's okay. That's okay. Now, they're not guaranteeing anything. They're just saying that this, oh, big story, big story. I mean, I saw the, the four-letter network. They had it as well. You know, they were talking about it today. The beautiful mystery goes to Nashville. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, if it happens, so be it later on. But right now, no, I'm not saying anything like that. I, I just, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Uh, Kerry says it would be a good situation for Aaron Rodgers, but who would the Packers get in return? Are you going to take Ryan Tannehill? No. Do you really want Ryan Tannehill? Again, here, here's, here's, I go back to the Ian Rappaport report. Okay. When he said on the, on the Pat McAfee show that the Packers want Rodgers back badly. All right. They want back. That, to me, says the Packers don't feel Jordan Love is ready. Or maybe he ever will be. So, to me, it's like, nah, baby, nah. Nah, baby, nah. You're not, I, I, I just don't see that happening. Unless unless Rodgers, which, you know what, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, but unless Rodgers has been just lying all season long. And what well, really is probably our fault because we don't ask enough follow-up questions, right? Uh, but unless he's been lying about his relationship and about how much he wants to be in Green Bay and how much he loves it and how much his legacy is tied to Green Bay and the Packers and blah, 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 it, you know, no, that's 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 not it. Uh, this happened. Uh, it's a great big no. It's, a great, it's kind of a slap in the face, to be honest with you. I'll tell you what we're talking about when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. Hopefully uh, you are enjoying your day. A little bit nippy out all throughout the uh, listening area. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water out on Okachi Lake. Check out Smoke on the Water. Great people. Joe and Ellen Helen is fantastic. That big barbecue smoker they have out there is awesome. Really good food. Great drinks. Summertime, it's, it's really cool. Just sit there and watch the boats go by. But uh, all season long, check out Sloppy Joe's and then Smoke on the Water out on Okachi Lake. Uh, taking a look as to what's going on and how this is having an impact uh, down in Miami. Uh, joining us now on the line, uh, you can find him at Gunner Howe over on Twitter from the Palm Beach Post. Hal Habib now joining us, covering the Dolphins for over 40 years. Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. So what has been the, the ripple effect of the accusations regarding Brian Flores? Well, you know, it's it's sort of a two-pronged thing. If you're talking about it from a South Florida perspective, you know, we're obviously concerned about the Dolphins and whether their owner did, in fact, 
offer what essentially amounts to a bribe to uh, lose football games. Uh, nationally, the perspective is something totally different because Brian is trying to shine a light on the hiring practices within the NFL. And, you know, it's sort of an indefensible position that the league is in because we all know there's only one black head coach in the NFL. That amounts to exactly 3.125% of NFL head coaches. So there is no position really to defend from a league perspective. What, let's just say that there, and I know that it has been rumored that there are witnesses to this, uh, you know, the offer for $100,000 to tank games. What then would that do to, I mean, should, you know, Stephen Ross be forced to sell the team because in essence he's fixing ball games? Or what, what do you think comes of all of this if indeed there are witnesses to this as Brian Flores now claims? Well, the onus is definitely on Flores now to produce these witnesses. Um, we're not sure what the timetable will be for that to happen, but uh, they, they, the reports are that they uh, claim that they have corroborating evidence and that there are witnesses, plural, by the way. Uh, and so that would be the smoking gun right there. If people can corroborate what Flores is alleging, then, yeah, there's really no option. Um, the, the whole essence of sports is competition, and you can't have competition if it's fixed. If it's fixed and, and people know the result beforehand, we're talking about pro wrestling. You know, it's scripted. And the NFL and any sport really uh, is really fighting for its integrity when something like that comes into question. So there, there's really no, there's no out here. Uh, the only, the only solution would be for Ross to step aside and someone else take over the club. What has the fan reaction been? My assumption is it's been fast and furious down there. Are people just living by the let's wait and see, or are they coming out going, okay, this was a weird firing to begin with because you've actually had some seasons in which you've won, but are fans now reacting to this saying, wait a minute? Um, I've seen things uh, that are indicating it's all over the board, really. Uh, some people are... Uh, sort of anti-Flores, wondering why he's coming out and speaking the way he is, uh, where's the proof, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of people who are, you know, pointing out, and, and this is correct, that an allegation is not proof of any wrongdoing. Uh, on the other hand, there, there are people who are sort of uh, fed up with uh, a lot of the things that are, have happened since Ross took over the team. And let's face it, you know, on field, the results aren't there. And there have been a number of embarrassing situations. Uh, you know, I'm sure your listeners can recall when I mentioned the word bully gate. Uh, that was mm -hmm. a, a sort of a nightmare situation for the Dolphins. And as bad as bully gate was, you know, having CNN and everybody, you know, going in a locker room interviewing players about something that has nothing to do with football, really. Well, this this situation is way worse than Bullygate ever was. 
Talking with Hal Habib, uh, the Palm Beach Post. He's been covering the uh, Miami Dolphins and has seen down there for a long, long time. I, you know, I kind of feel for sports in Miami, you know, between baseball and the team trying to put itself together and trading away Christian Yelich and giving us, uh, you know, that that gem. And now everything that's gone on with this football team, I kind of feel for the fans down there. I mean, thank God you got good weather and other things to do. And at least the Miami Heat have been relevant. But, man, this is uh, this has got to be frustrating if you're a fan down there. You know what I mean? Uh, it definitely is. I mean, like you mentioned, Thank God that there's, uh, you know, Pat Riley and the Miami Heat. Uh, we can always count on them to be competitive. And we do have the number one hockey team in, in the NHL right now and the Panthers, believe it or not. But, yeah, it, uh, I mean, just think about it. Um, the fact that the Dolphins had two consecutive winning seasons, neither of which resulted in a playoff berth, but two consecutive winning seasons, was worthy of somehow, you know, pointing it out, and and it became noteworthy here. That's how, that's how lean these years have been since uh, a guy named Marino retired. Um, so, yeah, if you're a Dolphin fan and you're still defending Ross, defending the club, um, that certainly puts you in the category of a diehard fan. I would have to say, there are, there are people, believe it or not, there are people who have been born, graduated from high school, and are pretty far along in graduating from college, who have never watched the Dolphins win a playoff game. How about that? Oh, yeah. And then we think about just the opposite here, that if anybody was born, you know, after 1989, you've never known bad quarterback playing Green Bay. So I I, I get where you're coming from. You know, I mean, it's been few and far between. So what do you expect now? The NFL has said they're going to, you know, give an investigation, but it's already seemingly like uh, they're out to discredit in some way, shape or form Flores' comments. So what do you expect out of the NFL? What's the next move? Well, I think there's going to be, whether the NFL likes it or not, there's going to be focus on the Rooney rule and what could be done. You know, ultimately, though, I I do wonder how much can be done. I mean, the fact that there is a need for a Rooney rule tells you something right there. And these are billionaires who don't like being told what to do. And ultimately, each one of those 32 owners has to make a decision, and you can't have a blanket requirement just, you know, basically picking their head coach for them. You can require them to interview people and interview qualified minority candidates, but ultimately you can't force their hand. So that's one thing. It it will definitely become a, a major topic of discussion. As far as the tanking part of it, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL instituted some sort of a lottery system. There was a, a couple of years ago, the NFL had uh, its meetings down here in Fort Lauderdale. And I actually asked Roger Goodell, is there a need for a lottery in the NFL? And at the time, he said he didn't see any evidence of tanking. Everything is fine, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I wonder if this might change the landscape, uh, especially if, if it's true that what's coming from the Flores camp, that there are other coaches who've seen evidence of, you know, either tanking and as well as evidence of uh, minority uh, coaches just going through sham interviews. All of that is, is stuff that we need to see more evidence and then start to really 
get a clear picture of what we're up against here. Well, we kind of saw that with Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. You know, uh, now there's accusations uh, about the Cleveland Browns organization doing the exact same thing. So, yeah, that might some be something that comes to the forefront, uh, no doubt about it. Um, so it, it, one of the side note to this is Flores mentioned that there was a prominent quarterback that was being brought down that he was going to have lunch with and he was going to talk to. Uh, nobody talks about that, but we all assume that that was Tom Brady. Has that in any way, shape, or form been verified, or do you expect the NFL to go to Brady and say, hey, did you indeed have lunch with Ross on his yacht? Uh, is, is, is that being talked about? It's being talked about down here. Um, I think the NFL will look into it. You know, uh, one thing that really gets the NFL's attention is when you mention the word tampering, and it's important to keep in mind that Brady was still a member of the New England Patriots at the time. Uh, it's also unclear to me uh, whether Ross's um, promise, if you want to call it that, that a prominent quarterback is going to magically show up at the yacht. I'm still trying to figure out if that player, uh, and, and we do believe it's Brady, we've been told it's Brady, did he actually show up? Um, right. That part, you know, I'm still trying to sort out. So it'd be nice if, if Brady uh, came forward and answered a few questions on that. He might well say, what the heck are you talking about? Uh, you know, we don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I, you have to keep in mind that it's been so so bare down here as far as quarterback play that, that Steve Ross is really desperate to get a franchise QB. We've gone through so many. Uh, you've probably seen the list of guys who have, have long been forgotten who actually started games at quarterback for the Dolphins post-Marino. It's, it's really remarkable. Just be grateful uh, for a guy named Aaron Rodgers up there. Oh, God, yes. I completely agree. Hey, real quick before <laughs> I let you go, who, who's, who's like now going to be considered for the head coaching position there? I mean, I'm sure they're going to be going through the interview process and there's going to be a microscope on the Dolphins, but is there a front runner right now, do you feel? Um, it's probably Mike McDaniel of the 49ers staff, technically uh, considered offensive coordinator, although Shanahan called the plays. Kellen Moore of the Cowboys is also under consideration. But the wild card in all of this is we haven't heard from either gentleman in the past couple of days as to how all of this big lawsuit mess uh, might affect their interest in the Dolphins. I mean, whoever comes in here really is going to have to roll up his sleeves. He's going to have to put up with a lot of things that uh, you call it distractions, noise, whatever word you want to you want to use, but they're going to have to put up with a lot of stuff that most first-year coaches don't have to deal with. So that's something they really have to think about. Hal, it's great to talk to you. certainly appreciate it, and thanks for a little bit of your time, okay? Thank you. Take care now. Thanks so much. There you go. Hal Habib joining us for a couple of minutes uh, on the hotline and talking with us uh, from the Palm Beach Post about what's going on down in Miami. Uh, it's just an interesting situation, and I think the uh, – now, we'll see how much the NFL is able to slam the lid on this. But I think that a good beam of light is now creeping out of Pandora's box. And the NFL is now going to be forced to deal with this all over again. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.